Don't forget to check out another podcast of ours called Escaping 1980, where we explore the causes, impacts, and lasting effects of one of the most infamous events in American agricultural history, the 1980s farm crisis. You'll find Escaping 1980 wherever you listen to podcasts. It's David this week joining you for the weekly update, part of the AEI Premium offerings, the content that we're providing on a regular basis. Flying solo this week, I'm actually traveling, so I had a few minutes here. I wanted to capture what we've been thinking about, what we've been writing about on the AEI side of the side, also helping you sort through all the, the noise that's going on out there because there's a lot of noise. First thing I wanted to talk with you about is check out Jeff's latest articles on the yield project. So he goes out every week and looks at crop conditions, has three model estimates for corn, three modeled estimates for soybeans. So you can take a look at that. They've been trending lower. They're both below those trend line numbers the USDA or the slightly above trend line numbers the USDA started with. So keep an eye on that. You know, it's I saw a great tweet, one of those rare insightful tweets that you might come across. And one of them today was the idea of where are we in the marketing year? Well, we're at the point of the marketing year where it's like a big giant puzzle that we don't know what it looks like. Well, we're at the point where we have most of the corner pieces done and we have a few big elements of the puzzle put together. So we know this piece over here looks like a mountain or this piece over here looks like a tree, but it's not finished. We don't know where all these pieces go. And so a lot is left unknown. Speaking of yields, you can always update your forecast network questions on yields and I need to update mine, but I was looking the other day and I noticed that everyone's dropped their forecast or the consensus has fallen here recently. So the consensus for corn above trend is about 45%. It had been hanging out around 65% through mid-June. Soybeans had been around 60% and they've fallen also to 45%. What's really interesting about the forecast network, something that you don't see other places is you can actually go back and say, what were we thinking about a year ago for the probability of above trend or below trend yields? So let's look at corn. You turn on the consensus early July for corn last year. The consensus probability last year trend was 177. You can see that we were up to 70% for corn last year. So we'd hanging around our 60% through, through June. And then we started this upward trend that sort of peaked in the second week of August. Of course, that Iowa to ratio, the USDA WASDE forecast was the highest in that August time point. So a big difference, 70% last year, 45% this year. Now, you can look at where your expectations are, but it's really helpful to sort of take a pulse of where expectations are. And the expectations this year, whether or not we'll see how these play out over the next coming weeks and months, but as of early June, not as much optimism about the, the yield or expectations about a big crop here this year as they were last year. Now, the other thing, soybeans were hanging out around 50% through June of 2020, and then they turned higher up to 60%. They followed a, a similar trend. Of course, I've been noticing anecdotally, Brent and I were talking about this, there's starting to be a lot of uh, turn, there's more weather in the forecast and more talking about yields, more chatter about how well the crop is doing in spite of limited rains. It's just very interesting to see this narrative starting to shift a little bit. So it's always important to ground your expectations. And Jeff's work is a great way of doing it, but also the forecast network itself. Also want to point out a new question. We're asking about the probability of inflation being over 3.5% 
for the year of calendar year 2021, the Fed released in June their expectations about 3.4%. So you can read the background or drop in your, your forecasts for that. Also wanted to point out article we put together about you know, how good are things in the farm economy? Well, there's a lot of ways we can compare current commodity prices to commodity prices in that 2011 to 13 window. Here, a look at monthly corn prices. So in May, the most recent farm average price that we can look at, corn prices got really close to $6 in the US. In 2011, 12, and 13, they spent considerable time at and above six. In fact, they got over $7 and spent several months near $7 in that 2012 to early 2013 range. Soybeans, on the other hand, they're a little closer to the highs. They crossed the $14 threshold. Kind of the, the high water mark here is 16. They spent a lot of time around that 15 range. But relatively speaking, this commodity market scenario here today has a higher relative price ratio for soybeans than corn in that 2011 to 2013 timeframe. Important to look at little stronger overall soybean prices. We want to keep an eye on that as we move ahead. The second way we looked at this, and maybe it's a little more relevant, is the market year average price. So market year average is sort of what's the price that farmers got for all the grain they sold in the marketing year. This is relevant for the net farm income estimates the USDA puts together. It's also relevant for farm bill programs, such as ARC and PLC. So here's corn. We spent a lot of time hanging out around 350 the last few years. We crossed over to 550 is where we are projecting based on the futures markets 2021. Now the 2021 marketing year hasn't even started. It starts in the fall and it runs all the way to the, the fall of 2022. So this is an early preliminary estimate. 550 can change a lot, but where does 550 stack up? Well, we've had two marketing years in 2011 and 2012 that cleared the $6 mark, almost $7 back in 2012. So prices are strong but much more improved than where we saw a few years ago, but we're not at these high, high watermarks. So what's the takeaway from this? Well, thinking about where the farm economy is, how strong things are, what might net farm income be? It's strong, it's very good, but perhaps maybe not as strong as it was in the past, at least this far. The second point that I really wanna pull out here and, and to share about this is, this is kind of very, very early. And so the 2020 marketing year is about to close, and for that marketing year, the corn price is going to be below 450. It's above, I think it's on 430 a bushel. And so that's a strong price, but it takes time for these rallies to work their way in the farm economy. So there's producers are marketing grain, they're selling grain. And this rally came late in 2020. A lot of the crop was priced at levels lower than they are today. And so we think this is going to be a prolonged, a big boom in commodity prices. We're still very early. And I also want to point out again, I know I mentioned this earlier, it's, these are estimates for 2021, so they can change a lot. So we want to keep that in mind. So as we wrap up today, just want to thank you all for your support and for reading and sending us your emails. Of course, we have a, great, a lot of great articles here. One of the ones that jumped out to me is, you know, a lot of talk about the right to repair. We have some great articles in there to talk about that. You can also, of course, read more on the site. And don't forget to look in the ideas that make us better category. There's a whole lot of articles that are always relevant and they always go back. And the one that I've been thinking a lot about is triangulation. And triangulation is this idea where we can focus on multiple experts and we can see where they disagree. And that way, when we look into the future a little bit, when we see one version of the various experts' reality sort of come 
through, we can start to look down the road. And the idea of triangulation is to focus on where their differences or where they're thinking differ and not necessarily focusing on where they agree. That can kind of get us to think a little bit differently. And so where we are here in, in the yield situation is we have some ideas that we've shared, but go out and find other ideas and challenge your thinking a lot. So thanks again for joining us. Uh, we'll be back next week, breaking down that WASDE report that the USDA is going to have for July. Will the USDA update the corn yields? We have some questions about that. It's possible, especially if the weather in June is favorable or unfavorable. It's kind of obvious, I guess, that confident that yields are going to move one direction. They can dial in those yields, but Generally speaking, the USDA doesn't have the farmer survey or the or their actual sampling process until August, and then and that's the first big yield estimate. And then, of course, they do September, October, November, and down the road. I'm not expecting the USDA to make big adjustments to the yield side of the balance sheet here in the July WASI, but we'll stay tuned. We'll keep you updated. In the meantime, stay curious. Mm-hmm.